Welcome everyone to another episode of Kiwi Talks. I'm honoured to have in the studio with me the General Manager of the Hamilton Central Business Association. I'd like to welcome Vanessa Williams. Thank you. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Good, good. Um, I just want to know um, how it came about that you ended up at the Hamilton Business Association or Central Business Association. Yeah, oh. it's a very long name to have to say. Yes, it uh, is. Yeah. I'm, is there an acronym? Um, HCBA, yes. uh, but it's also a hard one to remember. It's not a natural one. So we do tend to call ourselves uh, CBD just as a, a geographical reference. It makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Hamilton born and bred. So okay. uh, I've spent a lot of time overseas, but uh, the only city I've lived in uh, in New Zealand is Hamilton, so it's right. always where I come back to. Uh, the last time that I came back with my husband and kids, uh, must be five years ago, um, mm-hmm. I had a job with St. John Ambulance, uh, yep. working with them, and then I saw this role came, come up, um, which was about uh, really working on the continued improvement of Hamilton CBD, yep. and um, just being a Hamiltonian and very very proud of Hamilton, uh, it, it just felt like a, a great opportunity to actually be involved in um, the transformation that was happening with Hamilton. And mm. uh, yeah, like I said, two two young children and, um, you know, want them to have the best possible city that they can have as well. So so what's yeah. involved? So on a day-to-day basis, what would you actually do? It's, a, it's an unusual role um, <laughs> in that, yeah, there's a lot of time spent talking. Yep. A lot of meetings and do you um, like talking though? Yes, I do. Actually. Okay, well that, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's a plus. Quite, quite happy. I do run out of words by the end of the day. Okay, so um, yeah, less talking in the evening. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I meet with people to work out um, with different businesses or with council to advocate for things to happen in the central city. I work with businesses um, along with my colleague Vicky. Uh, we work with them to promote them, support them, network them. So it's all about um, raising Hamilton's profile, helping the businesses to raise their profile and helping them you know, grow the CBD to be fantastic CBD that it is. So how do you do that though? Because uh, that comes down to marketing. which There is I've, a lot of marketing. I've seen your LinkedIn. You look like a guru on marketing based from all the experience I've seen. <laughs> I don't know about that now. I feel very generalized now when I see all the uh, different marketing professionals coming through. Um, but it is, it's, it's coming up with ideas. It's coming up with different ways to promote, you know, the, the CBD or different um, things to be involved in. And, uh, you know, like doing all of the activation program that we do for for town. So we, right. um, we were granted some money by council to put on some events and activations in the CBD. Okay. Um, and we pitch quite hard for that, um, primarily because of the changing face and the changing landscape of central cities, which used to be very retail-led, are now very experience, retail, leisure, hospitality-led. Mm. Is that because um, of malls? Malls have taken away part of the retail um, focus from CBDs? No, not not in isolation. Yeah. You know, there, there, there is quite a bit happening in terms of high streets and right. um, it's just a lot around people's buying um, to – Things like you used to have retail shops that were huge because stock would be carried. Yeah. No one carries stock anymore. You right. don't need to carry stock anymore. <laughs> yeah, Everything's yeah. at the click of a fingertip, you know, will be here tomorrow. Mm. Um, so, you know, those large format size stores that there used to be, there aren't those anymore. Mm. Um, but there's not necessarily also a 100,000 
retailers knocking on your door to, to come in. You know, retail itself has refined its offering. It's particularly in central cities, which tends to be more boutique-led if you're mm. not within the mall. Therefore, there's, there's things, there's space to fill up the high street. Mm. You know, there are more things to put in a, in a city now um, from services, you know, service offerings to hospitality offerings and to entertainment offerings. People want to be able to go into town and hang out and do things and you know, take advantage of, of what's there and the multitude of amenities that are available. Ah, I see. So you work a lot with the council, I, yes. I would say. Yes, yeah. we work a lot with them. Yeah, uh, We advocate a lot uh, on behalf of the businesses with them, things like the free um, trial, the two-hour free parking trial. Oh, was that your idea? Uh, no, it certainly wasn't my idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was very much the um, the baby of Jeff Taylor, one of our councillors, and now the deputy mayor. Yeah. Um, but we we surveyed all the businesses. We um, basically found out the level of support, and then we will go and lobby on behalf of the business community okay. um, as to whether they want it, in which case there was an overwhelming evidence to support the fact that they wanted it. Um, and, and we'll do that with a lot of different projects that can be introduced into the CBD, like the Waikato Regional Theatre. Um, yeah. You know, those sorts of big things that um, you need to get a lot of opinion on. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're you're quite key in that process in terms of helping them. Yes. Yes. Um, get all the speak for the businesses analysis and statistics. Absolutely. And stuff. Surveying. We'll survey businesses on safety. We will. Um, I sit on a lot of different groups um, as a spokesperson, I guess, for um, the business community. Yeah. Um, and that includes like the People's Project and um, Embassy Park Group, which was the redevelopment of the park with the riffraff statue, um, to Zeal, the youth group that, that operates mm. in town. So I will be involved in those sort of organisations or I will have a knowledge of what's happening in those sort of organisations and make sure that the business community is also aware of it. Do you make a lot of suggestions? Yourself? Yeah. Yep. In terms of what could be happening in the city? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that I think can be happening, should be happening, Such are as? happening. Um, uh, probably the biggest push that I want to do this year is actually on um, the visual aspect of the city. And, in terms um, of how, what, facing the river or what do you mean? Exactly? Uh, so working with, uh, you know, involved in the mix of that um, businesses turning themselves to the river, uh, but also just on the visual, um, the streetscape if you like of the city you know things like um footpaths and um seating and amenities like toilets being available and oh, um, right. actually um having planter you know planter boxes and you know things that make a city have have little cool aspects to a city you want to be able to come in and sit down and hang a out a bit more lively and, yeah lively and a, you know, appropriate for for what a growing city should look like. You know, this should be it should look great. Yeah, and it's getting there. And Victoria and the River is a great example of that. Um, and when you see the potential, and you see it come to realization, like Victoria and the River, that mm. looks so very cool. Yeah, you sort of want to keep that momentum going. So yeah. uh, that that's what we would like to see is that increased momentum around that um, in the central city and actually around. Um, even the the outskirts of the CBD, you know, the, I don't know if you're familiar with the term the Western um, Town Belt, which is all the green oh, yes. green space. Yeah, yeah, seeing that develop more, it's great to have green space, but it's great to see it yeah. offered up in a way that's user friendly for the public. Do you ever get asked to go to any of those council meetings? And yes. sit in with them. Yes, and I often have to speak 
in them and I report to council every six months on what we've been doing. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, so you're yep. very, very active. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And you put in good words and um, to, to Paula, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. And in terms of, so how do you market it in terms of the CBD, Hamilton CBD? Because some people still feel that the Hamilton CBD is dead you know um, i know and it always makes me laugh when people say and i've had that conversation before oh the cbd's dead and i couldn't get a park well which one was it yeah because <laughs> it's not dead you've got plenty of parks and yeah, if you yeah. couldn't get a park it would suggest to me it's not dead that's hilarious yeah so uh, i quite enjoy having that debate um but i mean certainly not dead but changed so you know like i said it, it's not necessarily the focal shopping point all of the time. Yeah. But uh, professional services, you know, uh, government services, businesses that are coming in with huge numbers, you know, two, three, four hundred people are coming in and they're situated in the CBD. So our workforce is, you know, upwards of 25,000. That's a lot of people. You might not see them all on the street, but there's a lot of people. And it's astounding how many business buildings you'll go into thinking, you know, that there's going to be, you know, one or two offices and then you walk into an open plan floor and there's 150 people sitting at desks. So there is a lot of people. There's a lot of work done in the CBD. Do they come to you directly, some of these businesses, or do they go to the council and then the council liaises with you? Uh, in terms of coming into Hamilton if they're not here Yeah, already? yeah, like say, um, what was that business that's relocating from Wellington? There's a business, I can't remember what the business was. And they're moving like 200 staff or something. Not Rabobank? Yes, I think that's it. Is that it? Rabobank's putting their head office here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they're here already, um, but they're actually putting their head office situating it here. Oh, right. Yep. Okay, yep. okay. I did read something about it, but I couldn't remember the exact details. Yep. So do they do they contact you or do they go to the council and then... Uh, often it's a, a multi-pronged approach. Sometimes we'll be the first port of call, but more often it'll be the commercial sector um, mm. who will lead that charge with council. Uh, so we have... Um, one of the commercial sector agents who sits on our executive as well. Uh, so that's very handy to be able to have that information and be able to get involved, um, but not necessarily right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, is there enough uh, buildings currently or open space for a lot of these businesses to move, big businesses? Um, so there's that continuous continuous build that is happening. Yeah. So um, I have done like whole interviews about how exciting scaffolding makes me. I never, never thought that I would ever <laughs> see the day where I would care about scaffolding in quite the way I now do. Um, but there is a lot of builds going on. So, um, you know, you'll have certain developers that will take older style buildings and refurbish them mm. or redevelop them. Like Matt Stark. Matt Stark, yep. wonderful ambassador for the city. And then you'll get others that will buy buildings that uh, pass the point of no return, demolition, and new build will start. So, um, you know, th- there is that mixture that's going on in town. So and, let's uh, say um, like Union Square. Union Square, yeah. yes. So what would be the process, like your your involvement in that? Like how would the, like would they would they be like this is what we want to do? What are your suggestions in terms of? How oh, it's certainly not on the build side of it. You know that's very yeah, yeah, very specific around you know what they're designing. We're actually meeting them tomorrow um, oh, cool. to, to talk through the project. <laughs> uh, and again, it's to find out what's happening to be uh, um, to help them be a, a spokesperson. To be able to say when people say what's happening here in town or that looks like it's dead over there or it's vacant or nothing's going on, we become a bit of a spokesperson about the different projects that are happening 
around the city. Uh, we'll also promote them out. So, you know, we have monthly communications out with all our business membership and we will tell them what's happening. So I'm meeting with them tomorrow to see if I can include some of the plans that they've developed for Union Square and, and put them out to the businesses. So people feel included or, or, or feel like they have the knowledge of what's happening in the city. Because yeah. Union Square will be a huge game changer. Oh, yeah, it definitely will. I mean, I've, I saw some of the, the design artwork yep. for it and it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it actually goes over three streets, um, the fact that it's not one style of build that it's a you know it's mixed use it's got residential yep, sure. um it'll have some retail aspect to it you'll be able to stand on differing parts of the street and and, and see through to yep. other streets and car parks for people complaining <laughs> people always <laughs> complain about car parks i'm yet to find a city town village that doesn't complain about car parking yeah because i mean you have that problem in auckland you have that problem in wellington car parking's just always a hot topic it yeah, really is it is yeah yeah so would you like to see more um, public transport in terms of how it's integrated into the city, like, say, rail? Or Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of rail. Um, oh, I'm yeah, a yeah, massive fan of rail. And obviously, having lived overseas, it's been a primary mode of transport in a lot of the places yeah. I've lived. Um, I'm in favour of park and rights. And oh, yes. um, I, I think they're fantastic to allow you to perhaps drop your kids off at school, park somewhere and then be able to get into town. Um, I think they, they're awesome to ease congestion, particularly around our bridges. Um, I'm big time in favour of water taxis. Uh, water taxis. Love. I think I remember talking to Andrew King about this during election last year. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, possibly in the future, but we don't have the population yet. And I was like, oh, okay. And that is, <laughs> that is one of the things that is an issue, um, is our population. And so a lot of things um, that, you know, we're sort of straddling that um, – City, not a huge city. So what you see in, in yeah. Auckland in terms of rail, we, we, well, had, we can't have. We can't do currently. It. Yeah, yeah, currently. But I do think that um, because you've got a lot of towns within close proximity mm. to Hamilton, you know, even just like Huntley and Cambridge, and then even as far out as Matamata. Um, so if you could extend rail out to those towns, oh, um, absolutely! I'd yeah. love to see a hub yeah. in the CBD, and obviously we have got rail. And uh, you know it is. We, we do. It is sitting there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've certainly talked to a few people about um, you know where that is going to sit when the new rail station opens over at the base. Have, um, have you heard of this website called Greater Auckland? GreaterAuckland.org, I think it is. And they they talk about public transport um, ideas for Auckland mainly, but then the, one of them they were talking about Hamilton in terms of. Um, creating a new rail station, like moving the one from Frankton to the actual... Into the CBD? Yeah, right where the bus network is. Oh, okay. Because apparently th there's already a, a line underneath, that goes underneath Kmart, I think. Centre place. Yeah, centre yeah. place. Yeah, sorry. Um, and, Probably and does go a bit into Kmart as well. But yeah, yeah, because it used to be an underground station. or It used it? to be an overground station. Yeah. Yeah. So my mum was working in the old IRD building when it was... Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah when it was <laughs> on the road. Yeah. And then <laughs> under. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but do you think that would be a good idea to have the move the... If there was like a, a hub with both bus and rail at the same place? Oh, I mean, enormously yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. favour. And you see it works so well overseas. Oh, yeah, it does. And uh, it probably would be a, a driver of population. Yeah. Um, but the initial infrastructure, I'm also aware of the limitations financially to, to make that happen. Yeah. And it is great to see um, that we have actually started to make some inroads, no pun intended, into <laughs> alternative transport options. Such um, as? You know, 
lime scooters. Uh, oh, they're great. Scooters, full stop. I don't and, understand and people who are against them. It's really cool, actually. I, I have people turning up for meetings who will scooter up. It, it, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it is great to see that. We've got e-bikes and we've got businesses that actually have fleets of e-bikes. Um, which is actually really cool as well. Isn't there, there's a car service you can hire out a car or something? No, that's the other one. Yeah, it's loop, loop yep, car loop, service. Yep. Yeah, and that's really cool. I mean, you can literally walk out of your office and pick, you know, hop into a car and deliver something to Tarapa and yeah. drive back. And uh, and it's probably the cheapest way you can do it. Mm. Um, or you could take it to Auckland or, you know, you, or if you're a tourist, you can hop in and take it to Waitomo and, and come back. You know, there are really cool initiative around um, just not needing the permanence of a vehicle but having the ability or the flexibility to use a vehicle. Well, I think that's what people want, right? There's mm. more options. Absolutely. And yeah. now we have uh, places, well, residential places being built on the fringe of the CBD that don't have car parks. So it's not necessarily going to be the norm that every single inner city living comes with one or two car parks. Yeah, well, if you think of places like Wellington, for example, it's a very walkable city yes. in terms of how the CBD is designed. Yes. Right, so you don't necessarily need a car to get around. No. Yeah. And I would say we didn't, in our CBD, and that I am along with my colleague, who we walk miles of it each day. Well, that's good. Good cardio. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, we do both keep trainers in the office to do jaunts up and down. Oh, cool. Um, but, you know, the improvement is actually around having that flexibility to go outside of the CBD. And, and get to places. Oh, sorry. That's right. Um, yeah. So it, it is a work in progress. And I think with our, uh, you know, foray into rail starting, it will just be, it's, it is the start. So it will continue. So yeah, I think this is the key the point um, that I think people next. people forget in terms of this Hamilton to Auckland train. Obviously, I mean, the success, who knows? Yeah. Uh, if, if people use it, then obviously they can improve on it. Mm. But I, I take it you're for it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Will you use it? Uh, if I had to go to Auckland, yeah, absolutely. And you go to fact, Auckland much? Um, sometimes I go and meet with the other people that do my job up in Auckland. So we're okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's based everywhere. Yeah. Well, there is a few examples around New Zealand. So it's a model that's actually been um, taken from overseas. So it's called a business improvement district, and uh, by that, oh. it's a geographical area of businesses that um, fall under. Uh, yeah. So we're called a bid. Um, so we have a set geographical area that all the businesses in that area have a portion of their rates uh, skimmed off the top and given to us to help promote, activate um, and support the CBD. Oh, wow. So okay. we have one bid in Hamilton, which is the one that I run. Yeah. Um, there's three down in Hawke's Bay. Uh, might be four now. Um, there's 49 in Auckland. There's 49 in Auckland? 49. So they I... have town centres. So every, you know, uh, Papakura, Ellerslie, Manica. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Newmarket, you name it. You know, they have a lot. So they're actually run under um, council. That There is a, a, a department in council that um, has oversight of all the bids there. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Because mm. I'm from Auckland and I never knew about this. But you probably <laughs> would have seen marketing around the city. Oh, okay. And then just not realised who perhaps. Well, I just thought was it was council. It. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to think, like, as a council, they can't be, you know, the spread of Auckland. How would you be doing justice to North Shore in the same way that you're doing justice well, to Well, that's what I wondered when LSE. they made it a super city. I was like, how the yeah. how the heck are they going to manage all yeah. of this? So okay, so that, so that makes sense. Okay, because yeah. I've always kind of wondered this. 
and they wondered it, but then never done enough research because I'm like, oh. <laughs> it happens. It yeah. just happens. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's some really cool bids in um, uh, the UK. So you know, Manchester, Liverpool, all of them mm. um, are under the bid system as well. So did you um, live overseas for a bit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, UK. Yep. So yep. I did uh, five years in London, and then came back, and then did two years in Scotland, and then came back, and then randomly five years in Brunei, and then came back. Wow. Mm. What did you learn from um, those experiences? Um, so each role I've kind of, that I've had over there has kind of been around marketing or, or some aspect of that. Yeah. Um, so actually, except for Brunei, which was more around lecturing and business, but um, it, it, just having that uh, international lens to be able to, you just learn so much in different ways of doing things, different ways of looking at things. You totally. meet different cool people that impact on your life. And, you know, there's still things that I think, oh, I remember seeing that project, you know, back when I worked there. And actually, I wonder if we could modify and do here. I think it's just one of those life experiences that you can draw on to help actually shape what you're doing now. Yeah. So is there anything after living there? That you come back to New Zealand and you're like, oh. yeah, there are certain things that <laughs> I no, there's certain things, particularly living in Brunei, which is a very very different society to live in. Yeah. Um, but there are certain things that I thought we were way more advanced in, and then I come back and realise that oh, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have I been have I had that slightly wrong? Um, Such as oh, um, some things around um, still needing letters. For some banking parts, you know, like that you still need oh, physical, right. you know, things like that, that I'm like, really? Or, or something that requires you to physically go somewhere to do. And I think, really? In this day and age, do we need any? Um, yeah. and, and in my head, New Zealand's so advanced in that side, and, and it is. Um, but then I, I guess I sort of put them, or put the country and its abilities quite on a pedestal. Well, quite a lot of places in Europe are quite ahead compared to a lot of other countries in the world, I find. Um, yep, absolutely. Yeah, but then you go to somewhere like Brunei, which is an incredibly wealthy place and um, very advanced in technology. But then they'll hand write out a receipt at the department store. Really? And they use cash. And it's sort of in my head, we don't. But then I guess we do in some aspects. Yeah. Well, we're not. We have um, parking meters, so we do. Yeah. Is, is that going to be changed, I wonder? I just meant to ask Paula that. She's supposed to come back on here at some point. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the parking meters? Yeah, because it's annoying if you want to pay and you have to use coins. You know, Yeah, but you coins. can use the app now. So you don't have to use coins in the parking meters. There's an app. There is an app. Okay. There is a pay park. Pay park app? Yes. It's is that what it's called? called? Pay park no, app? No, no, that's not what it's called at all. I'm desperately <laughs> trying to remember and knowing that I won't be able to. That's all right. You um, can tell me afterwards and I can post it in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the description. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you don't need coins anymore. But um, the parking meters has been debated uh, quite significantly. And um, yeah, I mean, their days are numbered. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I rarely ever have coins on me now. Yeah. Um, I don't even use cash that much. Um it's interesting because obviously when I go overseas, there are some countries that are still very, very heavy on cash. Absolutely. But we're not. You know, it's more FPOS pay wave sort of thing. Definitely. And actually there's a few businesses, um, hospitality businesses in town that are um, that won't accept cash, that are cash free. Oh, wow. Mm. I wonder if they get people coming in. Even um, I noticed with like the markets, 
you know, a lot of them have um have the F Plus and stuff yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just the one that's on your phone or yeah. and, and that's quite funny. I find that if they don't have S F Plus, there's a lot of places like pop up stores and, and markets like you said, that will um you can just pay online and show them your phone and you know, there's an element of um goodwill that you definitely have put it all in as you said. Well, I just find it a hassle carrying cash. Oh yeah. I don't carry a handbag, so yeah, as like a it's just rule. it's just easy. Oh, okay. So you just have like your cards. And... I just have cards in with my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a lot easier. Other, otherwise, it's just cash and it can get lost. And so I don't, I don't like to use my it. My children would steal it. Yeah. <laughs> have you snapped them? Have you? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> it does, I do feel like it's free money when I have cash. I don't know why. You know, oh look, I've got a ten dollar note. Oh hey, go buy yourself something. You know, but I feel like it's a well, it's, it's a physical thing. Like you're holding something yeah. physical as opposed to you know when it's it's um, internet bank or anything. It's all digitals. It's ones and zeros. You know? Yeah, so, and so and you're you're not as engaged in it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So like you know, if I'm putting something and money into a savings account, I don't really notice because there's no physical yeah yeah interaction you know, with yeah it. interaction or transaction of any kind. So you know, whereas sometimes if I'm buying something and I'm using cash. And particularly if it's expensive, I'm like, it's hard to hand over the money sometimes. Hand it over, yeah. <laughs> but quite interesting, like, that is um, kind of one of the bonuses or, or the plus points of, of um, getting people to come out and actually visit towns and shops and businesses is to have that uh, interaction that we were just saying you don't have when you when you shop and, and do things online. Yeah. Uh, so that is actually now quite a key driver in what people are looking for when they come out and um, and that experience, it's not just a, an event or an activation experience, it's also experiences in store and it's, you know, that I think there's never been more emphasis on providing brilliant customer service than there should be now. Oh, definitely, you know. Um, if someone's serving me and they don't look happy, then I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, why am I? I even like here? to be well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. One of the um, Jason Dawson, um, he's actually coming on the show next week. But um, and I'm meeting him this afternoon. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I spent a lot of time with Jason. Oh, okay. Well, you can have a good chat to him about me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so I, I, he spoke at a Grow Waikato event, one of the things that Jamie yep. Strange organises, and one of the things he said was uh, Hamilton was lacking was a nighttime economy. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I actually did recently, um, I did a course called the Purple Flag Accreditation Course. What's and, that? Um, and it was two people or two business, uh, two bids came out from the UK mm -hmm. um, to talk about Purple Flag. And Purple Flag is um, a new system where places are credited with having fantastic nighttime economies. So this flag accreditation that exists over in the UK, um, uh, there's a blue flag if you're a great water city, sea-based. Um, there's green flag if you, you can satisfy a number of things around nature and nature walks and greenery in your central city and purple flag is around a nighttime economy and uh, so I, I did this to to find out I uh, went up to Auckland and worked with a couple of the bids to find out the sort of things that are looked at with a nighttime economy and it's quite interesting actually um, you kind of see our nighttime economy as being quite singular in its focus oh, it you know clubs it, it's bars. that very pub club scene yeah but actually when you break it down a bit more there is actually a number of things that are satisfied by 
or, or considered to be contributing to a nighttime economy. So we, but they're not necessarily happening all the time. So it's things like um, a nighttime bus service, which we have. Um, we have shows, theatre that you can go to in the mm. evening. We have movies. Um, and not only do we have nighttime movies, but we also sometimes have the 24-hour movie movie marathons. Right. Um, we have hospitality. Uh, so it's not just a nightclub. We've got nightclubs plural. We've got bars. We've got um, late-night cafes. We've got late-night restaurants. Uh, so we actually have got all the elements of a nighttime economy. We mm. just don't necessarily have it all tied in to see it or, or, or all pitched out as a... Um, is an offering every night of the week. Yeah. And I, things like the theatre, yeah. that will make a difference. That that starts starts growing the nighttime economy when a, when the theatre will be available because there will be more of that eating out, going to the theatre, going to do something straight afterwards or you know, going to the pub straight afterwards. There is more that can be hung on that nighttime economy. But I agree with Jason. Like In terms of a nighttime economy, we may have some of those individual elements sitting there but we don't have a continuous offering. Oh, actually, Navarra Lounge, that's probably another one. We have yeah, late yeah. night music all the time. Mm. And fantastic shows there. But they're sort of yeah, all seen as individual parts. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I mean, being from Auckland, uh, a lot of the, one of the things my friends in Auckland say that they like about Hamilton is, particularly with the bars and clubs, is they tend to be all situated in one spot. Yeah. Which makes it easy. I mean, in Auckland, if you're going clubbing and you want to change clubs, you have to catch like a taxi sometimes if, yep. you, if you're going from Ponsby to Britomart and so forth. So I think I think that is it, it is good. But yeah, there are some nights I'm walking around the CBD and it does seem a bit. Oh yeah, quiet. there are some nights where, where you sort of think, is anything open to to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that that's the reality of population. You know, that's the reality of not having enough population on the doorstep of our central city, and but, that will change with residential yeah. in a city living. That that's why we want it. Do you think that's the main reason? Do you think it's because uh, I think sometimes oh, it's culture reasons? I was well. going to say it's a reason. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's on its own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was explaining, I was trying to explain this to some of my um, Chinese and Indian friends who are probably from, you know, from societies where everything's twenty four seven. Yeah. Know, which obviously population is ba uh, like that, but because I think Kiwis are a bit um, more evenly balanced with life and work as well. Yeah. They don't want to be working twenty four seven. No, and and. Often, um, you know, people have left the city and do they want to come back in? Mm. You know, it, I don't think we're a particularly, um, and this is a sweeping statement, um, <laughs> I like making sweeping statements. Uh, That's I, right. I, I don't think we're a particularly um, restaurant-based society overall. You know, it's not like people are sitting at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thinking, <laughs> where can we go to dinner tonight? Where can we go to dinner tonight? And well, it gets quite expensive to do it as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not like um, food's cheap in New Zealand. So. And, you know, logistically, if you want to have a drink, you've got to work through transportation. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think as a society we're quite there with everyone going in and eating. But again, that inner city residential living actually puts, uh, you know, gives your backyard some population that's guaranteed. I do think in terms of the CBD, in terms of how you get to it, it's easily accessible. And I'm making this, I'm comparing this to Auckland because yep. that's a nightmare to get into um, because there's so many different ways you can get in, into the CBD, which which helps. 
Yeah. yeah, and often you need those multitude of ways when when in Auckland, um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we are a very accessible city to get into. Yeah, um, you know, with regards to the bridges or, or yeah, surrounding roads, um, which is great. And I used to know a stat uh, when I worked at council a hundred years ago um, that we used to have the most inroads or outroads of any city in New Zealand. Well, that would make sense, and mm. I suppose with it being an inland city, it's easier inland, yep. as well because obviously with Part of the problem Auckland has it, it's it has two harbours on both sides. Mm. Like oh yeah, so it's it makes it more difficult to navigate. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're restricted in your navigation. Aren't yeah, you? and then and obviously that's part of the reason why you have traffic congestion as well. I do think um Hamilton's traffic problems aren't that bad in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I guess it's the reality that you live in, isn't it? When you have, I think we have an expectation of sort of wherever you are, it's 15 minutes to get into town. Therefore, if you held up for four minutes and a you know, oh, with yeah, traffic, I, it's just like, oh, for goodness sake, I got what's fam- going on? Yeah, <laughs> i got family in Cambridge who complain, you know, if they have to spend 10 minutes to get to work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. you know. it, it, is, it is totally what you get used to. I mean, overseas, I used to travel for an hour and a half easily to get into my job each day. Now, if I'm longer than 20 minutes, I'm calling home. I'm just going to be late. I'm held up. There's just traffic everywhere, you know. Like. <laughs> so did, when you first started working, did you work in New Zealand first or did you no. do straight straight overseas? Straight overseas from okay. university. Yeah. So it's, I went to university here. So how did you find the commuting then? Were you easy? Because I found, so living in Auckland, obviously, I grew up there. Traffic was just part of the daily grind, you know. Obviously, as time went on, um, it got worse, which made me more frustrated. But now I find from living here, then when I go up to Auckland, traffic infuriates me way more than it used to (laughs) because I've adapted to a lifestyle where I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so going straight from university and, you know, arriving in London, like so many Kiwis, it was, it's just all an adventure and fun. And you mean I can jump on this train and, and or tube and, and end up over there. Yeah. And yeah, it was just all excitement and everything's constantly happening. So I don't think for about the first three years that I thought anything about the travel time. Were you ever overwhelmed by it all? No. No, no, and I uh, I had started school in England, uh, so my father's English, and uh, oh, cool. yeah, so I grew up, born in New Zealand, and then we went to England for a couple of years, and then we came back to New Zealand. Um, yeah, so I didn't uh, whether that gave me any grounding or not, I don't know, but I didn't find it terribly overwhelming. I just found it just to be so exciting, such a big adventure. Well, that's good because some people aren't able to adapt to yeah some people don't like it yeah yeah Yeah. well I find it I remember going there for holiday and then um, because I'm half British as well because my dad's English and I remember being at Heathrow um, or not Heathrow well the London underground train station like during peak hour and it was just it's brutal (laughs) it's it's bad everybody's just rushing everywhere yeah and I think it's age and stage as well like if I went back there now with kids and I would just be probably thinking oh my goodness mate yeah yeah they're on your hold own. Hold your hands. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold each other's hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's form a line. Maybe, yeah. yeah, count off. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, at the time, sorry, it was just, it was just so cool. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Do you do you want to go back at some point? Oh, only to show the kids for a holiday type scenario. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no desire to live back there. Mm. Yeah. So what was what are some of the other things um, that you're wanting to achieve uh, this year in 2020? 
Uh, so Jason and I, um, from Jason from Hamilton Market Tourism, um, we have worked together to develop an ambassador program. And um, oh, sorry, we are talking work things, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking. You just said, "What are you looking to achieve?" And I was well, thinking, yeah. "Oh, you mean uh, it hey, personally?" Hey. You get both, you know. <laughs> if, if you want to tell me, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I'll have to ponder it. <laughs> um, so Jason and I have developed this ambassador program, um, which we're very excited about, and, and it's a program that started down in uh, Queenstown. Actually, it started by Queenstown Resort College, um, and it was about working with the business community and the tourism operators to be great ambassadors for Queenstown and uh, primarily started because um, people used to get frustrated when tourists came in. You know, locals would be frustrated by it and, you know, they're, they're annoying on the road and they're taking up time in our cafes and and uh, basically the ambassador program was developed to basically bring locals in to actually see the benefits of having people come in and, and providing great customer service and looking at things really positively, being an ambassador for the region. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up being funded by MB, um, Ministry of Business. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. And it has been rolled out into a number of other uh, regions and cities throughout New Zealand, including okay. Auckland. Wow. And uh, so we have rolled it out here. So we released it at the end of last year. And uh, we're now regularly holding ambassador programs at various locations around Hamilton um, to highlight our backyard to people, particularly people that are in front uh, service style businesses, um, just to make sure that, you know, they really can be excited about being an ambassador for the region and what things that um, they might not know that they know or things that they can be sharing and telling. And it, it, it's a three-hour training course that um, is very, um, very light and but interesting and fun and engaging. And, uh, yeah, we've run two of them so far. And... So they're three hours long. Three hours long. Okay, and and it's a course of some sort. Yes. So you just uh, sit in, you register for it online, and uh, sit in a course and just learn great things about Hamilton. Uh, very interactive, um, but it's things like. Um, it's a, a recent one that we did, and there was about 50 people that did it. And the question uh, was asked to the group: uh, Where would you recommend someone goes for dinner when they come into town? And just hearing different different people's opinions on what they would say is really great and why. And the subsequent conversation that would happen between people, oh, but why would you say palette? What what you know, what do you like about that? Oh well I like this. Oh yeah, oh that's great. Um I'm a huge fan of furnace and this is why. And having people share their experiences or the places that they like and things about Hamilton that are really cool, as long as as well as history and things that we should be proud of as a region. So how many people show up per course? Uh, so we've done two, and it's about 50-odd each time. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. Anyone can do it, um, but it is very much pitched to um, tourism businesses and businesses that have front office staff that are really having that customer interaction. And it's about understanding that people, um, you know, for instance, somebody might might fly into to Hamilton and say, what should I do? Where should I go? And you want these, you mm. want people, and it can be anyone from a taxi driver to a hairdresser to a, um, you know, accountant. You want them all to be saying and telling these great stories of Hamilton and being ambassadors, because I think 
as a region, that's probably one of the key things we need to do to change that rhetoric around Hamilton. Yeah, well, I can tell you when I moved here from Auckland, I got a lot of crap from a lot of people in Auckland about, why are you moving there? You know, there seems to be some negative stigma that... And there's I, some stigma from the 90s, I think. You know, oh, it's yeah, a and hangover it's just, for it's so long ago. stuck, you know, for yep. whatever reason. Um, and, um, do you and get frustrated with that? Oh, a little bit. I find it easier just to laugh, laugh about it. I mean, it, it, it's not... It's not what it was. Oh, you know, yeah, of course Hamilton not. Hamilton is, is not. And, and I have some great examples of, of businesses doing amazing things, not just on the local stage, but nationally and internationally. That, that Instillery. Instillery. Yeah. Fantastic business. I mean, what they're uh, and who they're working with and what they're creating is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm happy to talk and, and tell about any of those things. So I think just actually the, the stigma and, like I say, the rhetoric around Hamilton. I, Is that mostly I, when you go to Auckland? It's kind of an that? eye roll and it, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you sort of think, wow. Well, you know what the ironic thing is? Yeah. A lot of Aucklanders are moving here. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, there is that. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, come on. Like, if you're going to throw stuff, you live in Auckland. Do you know what? Everyone, you know, like we've all got things that we're all saying. So, um, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, every every city has something to offer, right? Absolutely. And, and it depends on what you value. Mm. You know? and if you value sitting in traffic for ages and, you know, million dollar, two million dollar little boxes and houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, penthouse. Hey, yeah. That's not a penthouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And so I just sort of think I cast it off more than anything than, than get you know weighed down by it. But uh, there is just so much that is happening in Hamilton, you know, much wider than the, the CBD. There is so much that is happening that is transforming Hamilton and, you know, its its position in New Zealand that, you know, the stigma of old, it won't be there for that much longer. You know, I don't think so. The I next mean, generation and the next generation, like, you know, that, that that will go. Yeah, well, there's a lot of projects happening in the work uh, that are in the works. Um, I'm sure, like the Inland Port. Is the Inland one. Port, that's yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, i got Chris Joblin coming on here. Oh, cool. Next month, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's massive. And, and you're talking like thousands of employees. You're, you're talking like massive amounts of of people coming in. I thought it was like ten thousand people or something. Oh, it, was... it depends at which year you're looking at. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. Their, their stage plan. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah. And that's people that are coming in. That that's one person working there who may have five people in the house. You know, like there's whole families that are going to be relocating to be part of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's right across the bridge from the central city, which is fantastic. And um, But the impact that that will have, you know, in terms of putting Hamilton on a map and what they're looking, you know, how they're interacting, how an inland city is interacting in a traditional water port space is brilliant. And, yeah. um, you know, seeing uh, some of their... Um, material that they've produced around what they'll be doing and the number of trucks they'll be taking off the road and how they will be um, you know, impacting in that import export space. Phenomenal. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So how do you how do you prom- get this stuff out to the public? Because I sometimes feel I'm the source of information to a lot of people in my inner circle yes. who don't know this stuff. Yep. Like I just still I, I talk to people and I'll tell them about the port and they're like, Oh, what? I didn't even know about it. Or just even little things like the regional theatre and or stuff happening. In little the things, huge yeah. thing. Yeah, huge. <laughs> yes, it is huge. <laughs> um, so we have a number of channels that we communicate out. So, uh, as I said before, in our um, business network that we have um, about twelve hundred businesses and property owners that we're regularly communicating with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have our social media 
public um, and we have about 35,000 people who follow what's happening in the CBD. Yeah, well, that's how I found out about you guys. Yeah. I was, I was on Under Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw some sponsored post or something came up or someone posted something yep. and I was like, what's this? Vicky is a social media marvel. Oh, so she okay. runs our um, Good on Facebook. You, yeah, thanks Vicky because I'm not. <laughs> um, she runs our Facebook and Instagram and, um, you know, people, it, it is a real go-to for what's happening in, in the city. Mm. And uh, and we'll put everything, you know, things that it's not just that there's a sale on there or you know, a special event coming in there. We'll put things um, like public notice type information out, what's happening, new builds. We, we go in and we film businesses. We have an annual awards. All our winners are filmed. They're all put out on Facebook so people mm. can get to know some of the names behind the businesses and the stories that are happening there. Uh, so we're constantly putting out about different things that are CBD related or the developments that are happening. Yeah. Does it, um, do you, are you the ones that host some of these events or is it yes. mainly the council? Because I can't tell which one the council events and which events that are organized by yourselves. Oh, so in like terms say, of. So, uh, like Victoria on the River events. Is us. It you guys? Yep, so we do the central city ones. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we sure tend if, to do most of them. Because I wasn't sorry, sure if it was you or Matt or the council or my. Um, so some of them, yep, they do come down to start property. Um, yep. You know, uh, Carol's. Christmas carols. Yeah, carols on yep, the river. Yep, yep. That's start property one. Um, but we'll promote that out. We'll get involved and help out wherever we can. Um, we put uh, singers down there through summer every Friday evening. We'll hold, um, you know, we'll put giant screens up and played movies uh, at Christmas time. We'll put um, Hamilton Garden Arts Festival. We're working with them at the moment because they're going to be doing some stuff in the CBD. Uh, so, Oh, wow. We okay. tend to get involved in, I think we had... Sounds like everything. Yeah, 171 <laughs> events we got involved in last year. So, and the level of involvement differs. Sometimes it's just purely on the promotion part. Sometimes it's on the organisation part. Um, you know, we'll, we'll run that full gamut of involvement. Mm. Yeah, but they do tend to be, majority of them we tend to have an involvement with that happen in the city. Would you like to see some type of iconic infrastructure in the city? Like, you know how Auckland has, like, the Harbour Bridge and the Sky Tower and stuff. Would you like to see some type of like, yes, and I iconic think... skyscraper or some sort? Skyscraper? Well, no, it doesn't yeah. even necessarily have to be a skyscraper, but I feel like... Um... I think the theatre will be quite iconic. I think. Yeah, that, it does that, look pretty good, yeah, I must it say. it looks beautiful. And yeah. uh, if we, you know, if the other part of that, which includes the Walk Bridge, happens... Oh, yes. Yep, connecting. Um, yeah, connecting. Yeah, that would be, again, something that's quite iconic, I think, having a... Um, because I said the um, what is it the the river the river plan I think it is in yes. terms of you know around the outskirts and having um, you know restaurants and hospitality type businesses on the actual river well not on the river but by the river yeah yeah, yeah facing exactly. it onto the river and we've got the start of that and there are some that are you know Gothenburg that that's inherently within that river I like it but the trees like block the view. <laughs> <laughs> It is that great divide, isn't it, between having the right amount of greenery that shows your green. Oh, Hamilton has a lot of greenery. I didn't we actually do. realise how much greenery Hamilton has until I started like going around and seeing other towns. And Go see. to the top floor of the council building and look out. Yeah. I was it, in the... Um, it's amazing. I was in the KPMG building. Yes, I think on the top time. floor. And, yep. I, and I looked over, I was like, I didn't realise how much greenery there is. Yep. Yeah. It's a crazy amount. And it's brilliant. Like It's fantastic to look out at that much greenery. 
Yeah, well, if you but go to a right, lot of yeah. cities around the world, you know, they tend to, obviously, because they build up, it's just all skyscrapers and tall buildings, so you don't actually see greenery. I've heard some people say that part of the reason they like Auckland is because it's, even though it's a CBD, it still has a lot of greenery in comparison to, say, some cities. I'm not sure if you found that when you were in um, the UK with some of the cities there. Yeah. Some yeah? of them can be quite concrete jungle time yeah. feeling. But if, if you like that, I mean, yeah. but because um, New Zealand's obviously a nature-based country, mm. I do prefer that. Yep. Yeah. But I think there is the balance between having that greenery and also utilising that greenery. You know, I would love to see more uh, made of our river path and um, infrastructure that supports that use. Mm. Mm. You know, be it playgrounds, be it... We have a lot in this city, though. I'm... Benches or... Yeah. Yeah. Because some people have asked me, um, I did ask the council this, because they're like, how come Hamilton doesn't have a lot of tall buildings? But it's actually because of our fertile land, because I've heard it's quite costly. Yes. Yeah, because yep. you, know, it's, 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 you don't have a hard base. Mm. Yeah. And I haven't heard that there's been a great demand for skyscrapers in terms of making numbers work around you know, building up. We're not quite there yet. Yeah. Well, New Zealand traditionally has always had a build out as opposed to up. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, Wellington probably is the only exception, but that was only because of limitations due to ridiculous hills, you know. And yeah. I and you're starting to see that slightly now with Auckland. Um, and we'll probably see it a little bit with Hamilton. Yeah. Like there will be that going up more so. But we're not going to see like 20-story buildings, no. I don't think. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> would you actually want that or nah? It would, it would make for a good view if you're up the top. But uh, Yeah, I, I can't see a need for it. Yeah. Well, definitely not as yet. It, Anytime it, soon. Yeah, it, as it stacks up at the moment. Like, yeah. It, I just Hamilton would have to explode it. with growth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's doing that. But it's a managed growth at the moment. Mm. Like, yeah. So I, I think we've got enough of... Um, We've got space to go up. Yeah. And we can go up. You know, it's not that. Well, there's still, uh, still quite a bit. We haven't of, got the skyscraper. Yeah, there's still quite a bit of free land in the CBD, is, is there not? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, there's still some. There's still some there to be developed. There's still some buildings that probably have uh, passed there. So, are you aware of stuff that hasn't been put out to the public yet of things that are happening yes. in terms of construction? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're not going to tell me. <laughs> There will be a few new builds in the, you know, in the coming years. Yeah. In the coming year. Um, and like like you mentioned, you know, things like Union Square, like the Waikato Regional Theatre, they're two massive projects happening oh, within yeah. a couple of hundred metres of each other in the south end of town. So the impact of those two projects will be enormous. Couple that with the Waikato Regional Theatre, um, sorry, the Waikato Regional Council completion That's on the corner. in six months or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well... Yeah, the timelines. I was with yeah. my partner at the vegan buffet thing that's next to Kmart. Oh, yeah, down on yeah, Ward yeah. Street. And I was thinking, I said to her, I was like, once this regional council building is built, some of these businesses are going to prosper majorly from Well, it. you've got sort of 400-odd people yeah. that are going to be based there. And there'll be, I think, another small business or something that's based out of there. Or Yeah. Yeah, so. And same with things like the DHB. There's another concentrated number of oh, yes, yeah, people going in there. Yes, so they've yes. started. They've started yeah. going in. There's probably a couple of hundred people there now. Yeah. Um, and that will just continue um, mm. as they feed more people in. So that, you know, that could get up to six, seven, eight hundred people by the end of the year. And those people are 
leaving to go and get lunch and they are going and getting their services done at lunchtime or they're going and picking things up and, and all the rest of it. So there is that, um, you know, the flow on effect is enormous just having people based yeah. in the CBD. Mm. Do you have much um, to do in terms with the Auckland um, business district in Tauranga? Because you know how they're doing this golden triangle thing. Um, and a lot of people think it's a way for all three cities to kind of work in conjunction with each other as opposed to competing with each other. Yes. Yeah. So do you, do you have much involvement with that in that respect at all um, in terms of how the Hamilton CBD fits within it? Not really. Not no. at this stage. No. Uh, more a bystander to, to that information. Okay. And um, yeah, standing probably. back, taking interest. Yep. So it, understanding what's happening know that you know the the talk around that and um and it is another sales pitch that we have when wooing businesses into the cbd is that golden triangle and the um, so that is the pitch oh one of the <laughs> many pitches what, what are the pitches uh, some of the pitches besides uh, the golden triangle obviously um hamilton's growing rapidly yep. so the growth um and the transportation so not talking in the in the city but actually the the transport corridor auckland Hamilton, you know, those sorts of accessibility, mm. um, close proximity to international airport. Um, there's also the uh, lack of any, uh, you know, natural disaster is not specific. In yeah, this we're area. more than likely to be safe. During, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that's a big one. And um, is know, that is that a big one for businesses? Like a really big one? It, well, if you think about sort of what's predicted. For if you look at places like Wellington and then you look at how much of the governmental stuff is held in Wellington. Well, this is why Andrew King was for moving the capital here. I mean, I don't think it will happen. <laughs> it was ambitious. I mean, it was ambitious. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Let's I put don't, it out there. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> Can't see it happening any anytime soon. No, no. But there, there certainly is that need um, to look at spreading the risk or minimising the risk. You know, side officers, executive officers, we are a good natural base for those sorts of places. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think the beehive is going to relocate. <laughs> no, there. no, I don't think so either. Um, but certainly feeding officers feeding into that easily can. Yeah. Um, you know, those sorts of government departments, we are a good fit for. So do you do you approach businesses or do they approach you? Or is it a bit of both? Um, it's a bit of both in terms of um, there are certain um, commercial agents that are quite um, specific in who they target. So there's right. you know, certain connections and, and that different agents have with different areas. So, yeah, I tend to find out about them. Are there, um, are there businesses that are quite surprised, though, when you tell them that Hamilton is statistically one of the safest places in the country? Like, do a lot of, do a lot of business people know that? Or are you um, unsure? I, yeah, I'm unsure. But my guess would be a lot do know that. Because that certainly... You would think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I have seen it written out there quite often as being one of the pros of, of Hamilton. Oh, have you got like a list? Certainly got to have the uh, pitch <laughs> document of, you know, well, great, you be great prep, reasons right? to... Yeah. And I mean, council have that to walk a have that the oh, commercial yeah. agents have you know th those key things about why it's great to be based or you know what Hamilton can offer um, you know in, in terms of pricing comparative to Auckland in terms of you know being disaster proof as such to Wellington um, proximity 
Yeah. yeah, well, there's a lot of good factors. I think the proximity is, proximity a, big, is, is a big one, is a big, big one, yeah. particularly as Auckland becomes more and more expensive. Yeah. Um, I and actually you're actually going to have more growth down these ways, both here and obviously in Tauranga as well. Mm. And offices don't, you don't necessarily need everyone to be based in the head office. You know, head offices are getting more refined. Sometimes it might be just key positions are held in that head office, but the supporting roles might be somewhere else. And I suppose with the digital age, you know, people can work remotely. Yeah, what well. is it? WFA is the acronym I heard recently. WFA? Yep, work from anywhere. Okay, mm. I'll have to remember that acronym. Yeah, I've just learned it, so I'm quite excited about it. <laughs> WFA. Okay. WFA. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think that all plays a part. I mean, because some of those buildings in Auckland CBD would be very, very expensive to lease out, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we are on that shopping map. Is Hamilton quite competitive? Like, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, so financially competitive. And also, we've got everything here. Or we're within the same sort of travelling distance of what you would spend mm. going across Auckland anyway. Um, Does yeah. it get quite competitive with, say, Tauranga? Um, yes, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I haven't been involved in, in one that has, you know, where we've got a business and it could be this one, it could be that one. Like I said, that does tend to be more in that commercial space that yeah. the commercial agents are focused on. Um, so I'm sure they've seen it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Tar- Tauranga is a great place. And, oh, and I love it. I, I love Tauranga. I was there recently. Yeah, yeah. There. Some very, very beautiful houses and residential um, areas. And um, it does seem to be going in the same direction in terms of um, Auckland, though, in terms of congestion and the yeah. price of housing. So, But that's only... But then everyone, yeah, everyone's kind of starting to go in that same... Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. Is, there's very few places. I think it was only two in New Zealand that were identified as not having had increased house prices over the last... Yeah. yeah, two major places. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've spent time over in Tauranga. I've spent time in there um, with their council, learning what they're doing and their development plans around the CBD. And, you know, there are some very cool things. Do you look at things and think like, hmm, we could apply that to Hamilton? Absolutely. Yeah, I I go and look at quite a few different places. I recently went to New Plymouth. Um, Oh, I was there too for the Festival of Lights. It's very cool. It is cool. eh? Yeah, I mean, there's not many places that have an open zoo in the middle of there town yeah yeah free i like yeah <laughs> I, I, I do like i do like new plymouth i kind of feel it's a bit of a hidden gem yeah and they've got some great development that's happening um between their council and their business community you know partnership projects and yeah. um in fact yeah one whole end of their town i think it's the north end um there was such a massive development that went on and it's yeah very cool cafe and um professional service uh you know, just by the Len Lyle Centre, and it, and it looks really, really cool, so much so that it's inspired the other end of town to go, hey, well, they did it. What did they do? Let's let's us do it now. Mm. And council partnering with, okay, well, if you're going to invest and do that, we will do this. And um, so it's quite, they've got some really cool examples, actually, of how that's worked really well. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think we will look to do more of that as a, as a, as a town. Um, you know, having that sort of partnership between the business community and council to get things done. Yeah, hmm. sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell you the other place that. Oh, where was I thinking? Uh, Napier. That's very cool. I haven't been there in years. That's beautiful. I need to go. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they've got a great identity and they've done that Art Deco identity very, very well. Mm, mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because they're quite, both Napier and New Plymouth are quite isolated. 
So they are. So you actually have to be. You, um, it forces it's a destination. You to, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to yeah, Hamilton can be a destination, but it can also be a, a you know a logistical drive-through yeah. if needed. Um, so what would be your ideas in terms of making it a key destination? Obviously, I mean the Hamilton Gardens is a big thing. Um, yeah, and you know. We, we've got a huge conference sector, and I'm sure that Jason will talk more about that when he's here. And, um, yeah, the hotel scene, that's obviously one that's talked about quite a bit and the opportunity that would or could could happen for the city if we had more hotels available. Um, so that development will be mm-hmm. happening over the coming years. There's and, quite a bit of development happening at the airport as well, isn't yep, there? Yep. And yeah, and they've just recently, um, so Jet Park have recently redone out there. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd imagine what the, a lot of conferences and stuff would be held there or in yep. the CBD, I'm sure. Yeah. Claudelands. And uh, so yeah. there, there is a lot of conference venue. We've just got to get the accommodation to marry that up. And, uh, and Yeah, because I've heard that um, we don't have enough hotel space no. sometimes for some of these businesses to hold conferences here. Yep. Or even some of the major events. You know, to make a, a good competitive pitch, you need to have so many facets to get those big events and we do very very well but you know the potential to do better if we had more of that hotel stock is definitely there tourism side um you know working at the moment with um uh, looking at uh, some of the maori tourism initiatives that mm. are being worked through so i'm meeting with them tomorrow um and uh you know looking at what can be done in the cbd i would love to see more tourism in the cbd i'd love to see more made of the river in tourism Something to talk to Jason about. Yes. Oh, had that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Had that discussion. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm sure you have a time. He's a favourite. Oh. You know, it, it is something that has been talked about for many, many years. So it would be great to to actually see that develop. Yeah, I'll have to pick his brain when he's on. Yeah. 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 Out. Would there um, would it, a lot of these businesses that say hold a conference or anything like say at Claudelands or somewhere in the CBD, do they stay in Hamilton or do they go out and do something tourism like Hobbiton or Waitomo Caves or something? Um, they usually stay in Hamilton. Yeah. And um, but then there will if you know, if the conference allows it, there will be day trips out to some of the key tourism. Is there buses? I don't even know. Is there buses from the C B D to like some of those tourists and places like Waitomo and No. Like Hobbiton? No. Transport centre. Yeah. There would be yeah, I'm not quite sure what that Well, it gets all complicated because there's so many different councils and districts and I lose track of which yep. is which. Yeah. Yeah. Are you for amalgamation? Um, that's a, a, one that I probably wouldn't glibly answer either way, uh, primarily because I think that um, there are so many regions and they, um, you know, so many different aspects to uh, uh, Matamata versus Araglan. You know, yeah. Are, are well, there's pros the, and cons, I think. Are they the same? You know, they're not. But And, and I think it's kind of neat to have different identities working closer together. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Amalgamation, yeah, I'd probably need to know a lot more about it. Well, let's say for this... example, so I've had I've had a few people on the show. Um, Daniel Hopper was one guy, real estate guy. Um, he was because Tamahiri, um, John, yeah, yeah um, or Tamahiri, the the um, the the suburb, the suburb outside of. Oh, sorry, not talking the politician. Yeah, yeah. no, not okay. the politician. Um, they pay, say, Waikato Regional Council rates, but a lot of people who live there would commute into Hamilton, right, and use the facilities. So I think I think that's why some people argue that, hey, they should just become part of Hamilton. Yeah, and, and there will be a contingent that think that, and there will be a contingent that are 
hold strong against it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always for get down with anything. Yeah, for everything. all those reasons, you know, for all the pros and cons that you, you talk about. Um, yeah. So do you get, you know, when you do these surveys and you get the feedback, do you read the survey, some stuff and, and people are answering? Because I, I know from getting into debates on Facebook, which I really need to stop doing, that um, oh, I people, shy away from those. Yeah, well, that's good. Good. <laughs> it's like poison. Yeah, yeah. I just. <laughs> I think if it went for the show, I wouldn't so even be on it. Hardcore them. and and just so. Uh, I just find it more and more that so many people are um, speak or believe they speak for whole majorities. <laughs> And yeah, it astounds me, and I get that quite a bit tomorrow because hey. I get a lot of people saying everyone thinks, <laughs> and I'm always everyone thinks it's like everyone thinks. Well, yeah, to be honest, everyone. I'm probably guilty of that sometimes. <laughs> I think it's just when you get heated up, quite fired up yeah, about fired a particular up. topic, and yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing I get frustrated with is when people start commenting about stuff and the facts that they're putting out there are completely wrong. Yeah, I think oh, I, I got facts in, is a whole new ball game. Yeah, yeah. I got. I think I got into an argument with someone over the rhododendron lawn. Right, you know about how they want to move it, or they want to turn that turn into, into a, a car, car park. park. And some of the, some of the responses I was getting, I was like, well, no. And then the, the, their emotional topics. Well, yeah, if they have an emotional attachment to yep. that, of course, obviously they want to defend it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think we're all like that, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, that's why I think some people were so um, up in arms about the founder's theatre and the wife. Very and, emotional. Yeah. Very emotional topic. Municipal pools. Yep. That's another one. Same thing. Same yep. thing. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I imagine you're involved in some of these surveys when it comes to things like that? Uh, yes. So I will, um, particularly around the long-term plan, which is done every three years. Yeah. Um, so coming up to the long-term plan for this year, uh, when the uh, projects are decided, we will go out and survey our business community, yep. and then I will do a submission based on that and probably speak to it as well at council. Um Dependent on what the results are, you know, but it will be on, I'll be asking on you know, every topic that affects the CBD, essentially. Do people in your inner circle complain to you about these things, though? In terms of? Well, let's say, let's say for the, the, the uh, theatre or the polls or something, like if they have an emotional attachment to it. Would they say that to you? Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Oh, I've got parents who've lived in Hamilton for <laughs> fifty odd years. You just, do you just try not to say anything? Uh, no. Sometimes I will debate the topic. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't mind debate. Um, well, but, I don't mind debates as long as they don't get heated. Yeah. 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 When it's when it's, it's it, it starts getting nasty, that's when it's not good. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mind um, differing opinions as long as it can be. Understood that people are allowed to have a different opinion. Well, I think that's important. But that's the hard part. Well, the thing is, because people do tend to think that their opinion is the fact that well, should be presented as the fait complete well, the for pro- everyone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> part of the problem is if you think of in terms of social media and like the, the internet, right? It's very easy to find a group. Yes. Like an echo chamber where everyone just agrees with your opinion. Yep. And therefore, when you find someone Seek or you speak out. to someone <laughs> who doesn't agree with you, it can get very, very heated. Yep, absolutely. And that's why they might be saying everyone, because maybe everyone in their group. In their group uh, yeah, that they yeah. are speaking on behalf of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they probably mean when they say everyone. And, you know, the surveys that we do, we certainly can't get a consensus. You know, you're not going to get everyone going, 100%, we believe this should happen. In the oh, no, no, no. Never happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I do try and present a balanced argument, but um, more often than not, there is an overwhelming majority. Mm. 
So okay, yeah, so that's there, how there, the, yeah, there will be so seventy nine percent of people just made that stat up by the way, um, in favour of the theatre. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I will offer up the, you know, the ones that are against reasoning, um, but then give the overwhelming majority would be the primary position I take because I'm actually not there or employed to have my own opinion as such. I'm there to reflect the. The business community. The business, yes, yes, the business community. Mm. How many people would, would complete these surveys? Oh, we usually get a couple of hundred, um, but uh, on any sort of given survey, which we'll do about things like safety. and. Um, but on the LTP, we did, for the first time, we actually sent out people to walk into businesses and survey. And so we got about 500. Oh, wow. Um, well, the bigger the survey number, the more... Absolutely, and it's important. The better like the, better, um, the outcome, I yep. think. Well... The better understanding of what people want. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, people are really busy. Everybody's really busy. See? Everybody, don't they? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and might not be able to, you know, we'll try a number of different ways to engage with people, drop in centres or fill this out or email this and, you know, all the rest of it. And sometimes it's just right place, right time. So, you know, people just walk in and there just happens to be someone that they can speak to and, and get an opinion from. Um, so we we did quite well for the last uh, long-term plan survey just by having some people on the ground going into businesses and asking questions. Is, are those surveys only put out to businesses, though, or are they put out to the, the general public? Uh, no, our ones are just put out within the CBD. Right. So as I mentioned before, our, our catchment area. Is the CBD. Yeah, it's just, just the businesses in the CBD. So what yeah. is actually defined as the CBD? Like what's the, what's the, the actual outskirt? Oh, yeah, so my, that's my generic term because I think that's understood quite well in business communities, the word CBD. But our geographical area essentially is um, Boundary Road Bridge down to um, Anzac Parade Bridge. Right. Victoria Street across to Tristram Street. And there's a few little offshoots of that. But that's the rectangle, if you like. Oh, that okay. So that's actually the CBD. That's our CBD. Oh, the, yeah. what you yeah, but council will have a slightly different definition, well, and they'll probably, have a CBD one, and then a CBD two. You know, I think I saw that in the river plan actually, in yeah. terms of structure yeah. of how. So they I want. think they've got about four four areas that they yeah break yeah. it into. Okay, but that's that's the area you cover. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's manageable in terms of approaching businesses, I suppose. With yeah, but like I say, you honestly, you go to one building and think, oh, there'll be a business in here, and then you find out there's fifteen. It's like. Hey, who knew? <laughs> you know, like there is just there are so many businesses contained in some of those buildings. It's funny. Yeah, well, you wouldn't notice it, would you? No, no. And you know, if you've got car parks out the back, or you know, underground car parks, and people are going in and out, you might not necessarily see them as feet on the ground either. So. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, there, there would be underground car parks under a lot of those buildings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a few run garden place. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, Vanessa. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. a pleasure to meet you. It's been lovely to meet you too. Yeah, yeah. Gemma was talking about how great you are. Oh, I love Gemma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's amazing. She, yeah, yeah. she is amazing. Yeah, she very, is very, one um, determined spirit. girl. Gets things done. I love it. Oh yeah, and it's very, very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's sure. very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you two would motivate each other. Yeah, <laughs> we have great combos. Yeah, yeah. Do you compete with each other in terms of? No, there no. wouldn't be anything that I would compete on. The only thing that's um, sort of. I mean, happy competition, by the yeah. way. Yeah. No, no, we would we would work together, and we have worked together on things. Yeah. Um, but no, the only uh, slight thing that I have said to Gemma is the fact that a lot of the seed events are for people aged around thirty, 
and well hey i've seen paula there yeah yeah i went <laughs> i i keep calling it 30 ish and i i firmly fall into the ish category so <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah well hey i mean i go to some of the events too and i, I feel like i'm old yeah, like, they're cool events though. Oh yeah, they, they are. A lot are. of time for the yeah, same yeah, events. They, they get some great speakers along and and just really um, just motivational, but really. Um, Have you spoken? No, no, I haven't. Not but, yet. <laughs> but they're cool because they're motivational, but also relatable. You know, they're they're not pitched or the people that they've had that I've been along and saying they're they're engaging to the point of people feel like oh yeah cool I could do that like they're not so out of the stratosphere of. Oh well, you know that I could never do that, or that could never happen to me. Yeah, but they they do get very very good speakers, and I think they all motivate each other and help you know push each other in terms of. And we should. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big time in favour. In fact, I had seed sitting on my board for quite a while. Um, uh, as one of our positions on there to have the young person's voice because we have got the fastest growing youth. Well, yeah, population. I, I only found this out recently. Yeah, like because you don't think. Like a lot of you don't, don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the reputation that we have will hold because actually the the generation coming through, yeah, um, are, are large in terms of numbers and um, and just great speaking. You know, great endorsers of of Hamilton. And that's why I think it's good that you've got a lot of young representation in council now with Sarah and um, Kish and you know, and even people that. Um, campaign like Louise, Louise Hart and stuff. Absolutely. So. And I think it was fantastic. And we should have that representation because actually that's a massive population of um, yeah. Hamilton. It's a huge population in the CBD as well. I mean, look at the in-story guys. Like, yeah. you know, they're young, they're employing young people. They're, you know, you do find that when you have those sort of young, younger company, you know, the, the whole company tends to be quite young. And, um, yeah, there's a massive opportunity for them to have a big voice and they should they yeah. form a massive part of of the CBD yeah and I, and I, I think a lot of people don't know that that's the thing because mm. I only found it out recently and I was quite surprised I'm like really I didn't know that yeah yeah yeah. cool Vanessa hey thank you so much for coming on thank now you. if anybody wants to follow any of what you guys are doing Hamilton what Central the... Hamilton Central on Facebook Hamilton or, Central yep if you're a Business considering coming to town, um, hamiltoncentral.co.nz, and we have all of our information about um, different uh, things that we can offer to help businesses and yeah, you know, networking opportunities, support opportunities, promotion, all yeah. of that. And there's a business awards at the end of the year. Yes, so this yes. year it's in November. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's a very cool business awards. Yeah, and obviously if you move to the CBD, then you could win possibly. Is yes. there like a new new business award or something, isn't there? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep, there is a new business. Um, yeah. I'll have to try and come this year. Yeah. Yep. And Stillery Boys won the professional services. Oh, I'm not surprised. Professional services or innovation, one of those two. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, that's the show, guys. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And until next time, stay safe. <laughs>